this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're talking about As the Crow Flies, season one, episode three, uh, where, gosh, Asla's reign of success slash terror just keeps going. It's incredible, this girl. But it was semi-threatened, wasn't it? Well, we can get into that for a moment. Yeah. I don't know. We have to talk about it. Um, lots to talk about. She uncovered uh, Bush Bush, <laughs> just as he has informed us, means nothing, but it's pretty fun to say. Um, <laughs> and I am actually drinking tea. So I've broken our streak. I'm sorry. Our perfect streak. <laughs> I think I had tea last time. You did. You did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't now, so it's only you, I think. <laughs> well, we couldn't have more than one person drinking tea. That's true, true. Yeah. I have soda water, but that doesn't count. <laughs> okay, so now uh, I am going to take us through what happened in this episode. Uh, feel free to jump in. There were some things that I did not understand, so we shall see. So first, <laughs> we get some more nar- narration, which I know we all love. And our narrator dude is talking about the birds as we see like random Instagram photos of people who are young, <laughs> which was just wild. Then we uh, find out that, or we're, Kenan is looking at the Bush Bush uh, Twitter account and the Twitter account is talking about the cigar guy that was fired last episode and why he was fired. Apparently he was the PR guy, who knew? And um, which was a big secret why he was fired. So everybody's like, how could this Twitter person know? And Kanan is on the hunt. Then we flash to Lale and her husband having like an ideal married morning. And apparently they're not mad at each other I thought the husband hated her guts but apparently they're very much in love so (laughs) I don't really get it at all and he gives her a hickey on her neck which seems like maybe not the best thing for a news anchor um then (laughs) we have a very scary scene where Asla is just like staring at Kenan like he's her prey but turns out it's just a meeting and um the hunt for Bush Bush is on. And I thought at this point that it was uh, Asla's account and that she was framing somebody, but turns out, no. Asla chokes, I think it was fake, but I don't know, on a nut. And I, th- I thought it was too, but I at the end of the scene, I don't think it was. I think she legitimately choked and then nobody gave a shit. And she was sad about that. Really? I feel like yeah. she wanted to call people's attention and then they didn't pay attention. So she just, she just got upset, but she was faking her whole thing. Maybe, but I, I, the fact that she didn't like, I don't know, try to switch her phone out for someone else's or, or leave the room <laughs> to do something sketchy using that. Like, I feel like if she did it on purpose, there would have definitely been like something else. So my, 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 my opinion is that it was just like made her hate the world more and that's it <laughs> more antisocial if that's even possible <laughs> yeah she, um, she's definitely pretty scary psychopathic in a lot of things very scary yes yeah and um 
I, I fall in the middle. I couldn't decide whether it was real or fake, but it definitely really upset her that nobody paid attention yes. to her. Yes. Okay. Then Kenan re- recruits this guy. I didn't catch his name. Did you guys? Y- y- Yusuf. Oh, Yusuf, who yeah. is like very hapless looking and Kenan asks him to figure out who Bush Bush is. Um, then Gu, the network CEO, is off to see some dude named Suhli. I didn't understand who this person was. I think uh, it's her ex-husband, isn't it? Who's like the co-owner of the channel or something like that? Or am I correct? Oh, really? I mean, yeah, it, was def- it was definitely, re- I, didn't, I don't know if it was ex-husband. I missed, I didn't catch that either. But um, it definitely was about, oh my God, Lale. I was like, what was her name? Lale's <laughs> contract. Um, so someone oh. who like, has access to a pot of money like like her uh, so that would make okay. sense okay gotcha yeah, yeah cause I she understand that when, when she comes back she has like there's some information about how much Lala is going to get paid or like what her contract's going to be worth that nobody else knows and that now <laughs> like has been leaked also by bush bush mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay gotcha then we find out that Asla is not Bush Bush, which was probably the biggest surprise of the episode for me. Yeah, like same. Scrolling I was through. So confused. Yeah, <laughs> very confused. And then she does like the Tyrion, Tyrion Lannister thing where she tells all of her suspects a different story and sees what gets posted. Uh, but she didn't tell the right person because nothing that she said gets posted. Actually, the real uh, contract information, as Sophia was saying, the 9 million lira gets posted. So she's like, oh shit, my plan failed. Um, and let's see. Oh, oh God. Then Asla goes to Kenan to report her first real news story, except by the way, it's fake news story, <laughs> um, that she's figured out that the this actor who is vacationing in Amalfi is the same one whose boat blew up in Amalfi. And it's big news. Everybody's freaking out. Kenan desperately wants to air this news, even though it's not confirmed. And Lale stands against him and is like, no, we're not going to say it unless it's confirmed. So yay, Lale. She's still proving to me that she's the best character in the show. Um, And uh, let's see. Asla is obviously pissed that Lale is not reporting on her news story. And post from a bunch of fake accounts. Um, how did they translate it? It was like, uh, at, like, anachronistic lale or something like that. Shorter word, but I can't oh, remember. oh, ancient yeah. lale, ancient, yeah, ancient, ancient lale, anachronistic. I guess that's also <laughs> true. It was definitely a shorter word than that, but yes. And but then, uh, and lale and Kanan have a huge fight and scream at each other and but then they make up completely in the next scene. So I'm very confused about the relationship. Um, and then there's last minute news. Turns out Lale was right not to report on this because we actually have the actor on the phone and he's completely fine. And he's like, don't believe social media, stop freaking out my family. And I'm completely fine. So Lale was proven right. Asla was proven wrong, although she seems to have no consequences for this. And Lale the boss. Then uh Lale drinks wine by the pool like a boss uh Asla got to go on air to deliver the phone to Lale so she's also super happy about this whole thing about being on tv for two seconds um yeah that was super weird that was that was the weirdest thing because like she's 
she not only hates Nalib, but like it's such a deep obsession that she actually like like loves being on screen on camera with her like because she yeah. can't stop watching it later yeah um so 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 messed up <laughs> <laughs> so many things yeah. she's, she's very scary honestly like yeah she her watching that on reruns like if i were on tv i would never watch it yeah like i don't know she's definitely narcissistic because she thinks she's invincible and also like apparently really likes watching herself on tv like to sophia's point that seems incredibly psychopathic to like watching yourself that much (laughs) which is also funny because this whole show is supposed to be about like gen z and i don't think they care about cable news shows but yeah yeah. (laughs) um okay so everybody's just like having their night as I said, Lale's drinking wine by the pool. Kenan goes and hooks up with some young girl in a bar. Um, and then Kenan and Lale are like perfectly fine the next day at work. She's showing him videos of her kids. It's very weird because they seemed really angry with each other. Mm-hmm. And then Lale also makes the comment like, oh, I feel like I'm being hunted. And I expected the narrator's voice to just like jump in immediately, but unfortunately, no. Then Asla figures out that Pushpush is the messenger office guy who um, Kanan asked for help finding Pushpush. So that's ironic. I don't know what you would say his job is. I guess like office he's manager. A, he's an office boy. That's literally yeah. what he, his job is. Like he's just run. That's like what it's called. He's just like running around delivering files. And that's why he can see everything. Yeah. He get, he's the one delivering like printouts. Because all these yeah. old people like paper. um and oslin bush bruce have a conversation basically she doesn't turn him in and says like i own you now finally oslin gets called to lale's office i thought she was going to be reprimanded for bringing in the boat story but in fact she's getting rewarded by being lale's assistant tomorrow because her assistant is off doing something wedding planning ah okay i figured I it was wedding or pregnant i couldn't figure out what it was i don't i guess this is more tea so we can just table this but like it's crazy to me that she's like i own you now to yusuf because like he didn't give a shit that you were about to tell him so like why would he do anything you want um he's just he doesn't seem to be very with it this poor guy <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think he would do it just because like he also wants to fuck these people over but i don't think like it's not gonna it's not blackmail like she thinks it is because he doesn't give a shit right right anyway (laughs) definitely Uh, definitely okay so now we're gonna move on into our gossip slash banter slash spilling my tea section you guys think about the intro with the narration and awful <laughs> awful and zers on TikTok. and and that paired with like the um bird feather like the quill on that one guy's desk the one like lower level employees desk because like he's also pissed that on all these old people are whatever so high and mighty but even though he's not bush bush like he's a bird and then also <laughs> like 
Kenan's got oh the god, stupid lion statue. Oh my god, I didn't even make that connection at all. It's <laughs> a bird oh. feather. Like the yeah, bird. it was really wow. heavy-handed, Sammy. Come on. I'm <laughs> completely missing it. That's true. It was a quick shot, but like she really looked at that quill and I was like, that's stupid. Uh, and then, yeah, Kenan had two hideous like bronze lion statues on his desk. <laughs> okay, so all of the Gen Zers are the birds. It's not just Asla. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if you think of them as that's kind of, yeah, maybe they're like the, what is it, the Simorg, the um, Persian mythological bird made of birds that's like massive. Like they're all going to Simorg the shit out of these lions. <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe that needs to be a history section later on. Uh, I feel like it, oh no, it didn't come up. Surprisingly, it didn't come up in um, Atiyah, even though every I other know. Mesopotamian myth did. <laughs> Okay, and then we go to Lale and her husband's like idyllic family morning. What's going on here? I'm so confused. Like they have a perfect marriage and she's not sleeping with Kanan? Like that is shocking to me. But yeah, but we, know, we know that we know that Kanan has fantasies of her because he had a fantasy of them making out on the beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But but it seems like she either she's unaware or she's just willing to ignore that that's a thing just because she wants to maintain their relationship um but it does seem pretty odd to me and as i i think i said it in in our first episode that in the netflix synopsis it says like that her personal life is going to get fucked Mm -hmm. so i am assuming that something's going to get in the way of that marriage it's just surprising that that it wasn't apparently a disaster because it already seemed like it was a disaster. So that was I, I agree with Sammy that it seemed like a complete um, 180, not very uh, convincing. Yeah, very confusing, I would say. I also thought it was really weird how she's dancing in her apartment really awkwardly to a song that like is not a dancing song. <laughs> Sophia, I don't think she's the most normal uh, girl in the world. <laughs> I think she's pretty weird. Like, I can we just like please establish whether she murdered her entire family or not? Because like <laughs> at this point, <laughs> she must have. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm 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 feeling less and less like there's going to be a tragic backstory, and more and more like we're never going to learn anything about it. Maybe, yeah. That would be the worst case scenario if they just were like, here's a crazy girl. <laughs> That's all you get. Well, and also like, because she's so unlikable in every way, now I'm just like, wow, I really hope that Lale retains her lion throne at the end of the season. But do you think Lale is onto her? Like, I feel like it was very obvious that she's the one like everyone knows that she's the one who told the story like about this guy in the boat and whatever she got the tip and Kenan was really nice to her after and he's like yeah go to Lale's office she's waiting for you which seemed kind of fake and then Lale I think kind of seems fake I feel like she's onto it I feel like she has to be otherwise she definitely definitely thinks like all of a sudden things are going really sideways around here something's up so I think she's going to get to investigating and get like through closer proximity to us probably 
put two and two together soon, but I don't know if she's all fully done that yet. I don't know. I don't think that she's onto her, but I wish she was onto her. I wish she were onto her. Um, also, if I were a junior editor at a news station and someone was like, you're going to be promoted to assistant, I'd be like, no, thank you. So I don't know. I guess it's different because it's like a celebrity person. I don't know, but it seems like a demotion to me. But um, she, or a completely she, different job, at least. Yeah, I think it's like completely different. I mean, I think it actually is more prestigious because she's going to be directly handling things for that and like I don't know have kind of a front row seat versus like a junior editor I mean I feel like that almost sounds like you know how it, at investment banks like everybody's a vice president like it mm -hmm. sounds like everybody's an editor <laughs> even though like I'm sure there's only like one person with any kind of power mm -hmm. um but I don't know also Muge, who's like the head editor, I don't understand what her role is because apparently it's to begging for money for some random um gossip now. Yeah. I think that Muge is the next person that Asla is gonna take down for sure. I feel like she is not long for this company. <laughs> I also thought during this episode at one point that Kanan was gonna be revealed to be Bush Bush. Ooh. That would have been interesting. Because he's like, I also oh, got that vibe. Yeah. yeah, I got that vibe. But also, so this is, well, no, maybe I'll segue into this when we're ready to move to the history section. But <laughs> I think, um, I, I'm just very confused about his motivations in general, because like, obviously, like his motivation is for Lale to thrive, but he clearly states this episode, like, I can change you in five minutes for like the next young thing you know so and and i i don't know if he actually i don't think he actually references um or like says that asla is like young and that he, like she could be his replacement but he basically does her replacement yeah, yeah that um, was an incredible meltdown he had during the news broadcast he was he, i hate him so much like i really do want him to be taken down as soon as possible even though Austin scares the shit out of me, like I wish for him, <laughs> I wish for his destruction and demise. <laughs> yeah, Sophia, I I was confused about his role also because originally when they said he's the producer, it would make sense that he would be like, I'm gonna get the next best thing in terms of the news anchor. But then it seemed like he's really Lale's like agent slash he's only there because of Lale's affection. So yeah, I don't know. He definitely threatened her this episode, like we should get a younger person, but that kind of contradicts what he was in this previous episode. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling cracks in the show that are already disappointing. Like, like it's only eight episodes, guys. Keep it together. Come on. <laughs> you can leave as little plot holes as possible in the next eight episodes, but improbable shows always have yeah. a ton of holes. Actually, it was it's funny because like I was playing a Harry Potter game on my on the Xbox the other day with my boyfriend and he's like, have you realized all these plot holes in Harry Potter? And I was like, go ahead. <laughs> no, then, I don't want to hear them either. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, this is just to say, and I feel like this is a recurring theme of my comments on this podcast. Every show has plot holes and 
some are just better at managing them than others mm-hmm. yeah you just really don't have the luxury of like getting away with that with eight episodes like at, at that point it's lazy like with for example harry potter that's a lot of pages but or like a longer show but eight episodes don't have waffles <laughs> <laughs> we should have a tight story here guys we yeah. should be able to keep track of one character's motivations for eight episodes like even the projector i'll forgive them from season to season clearly people changed roles but yes uh yeah you know but the protector was egregious <laughs> i almost feel like we should do a rewatch because i'm like thinking more fondly back to the show i've clearly forgotten all the terrible things no, it was really bad <laughs> don't forget <laughs> There were some things that just made zero sense. <laughs> Remember when uh, that girl was a zombie? The girl that he liked? Good times. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. No. Or, uh, not Zeta. Zeta. Layla. Poor Layla. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> um, okay. What is the likelihood that Kenan and Asla hook up in this show? Oh, I feel like it's high. not that low because also she can use that as leverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and will. This episode they showed him hooking up with like a much younger girl. I feel like on purpose. Uh huh. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm just not surprised if he if she's like lurking around and then taking pictures of him hooking up with girls to blackmail. Oh, yeah. Well, she's this episode she was busy having a dance party with her cat, but yeah next episode her cat was watching her like i know you're a psycho <laughs> like let me eat my food i'm only here because i want food but <laughs> um do you think that asla is going to try and sabotage lale when she's her assistant yes or do you think she's going to try and like do an amazing job and be promoted it could i think it could it's going to be more like a recon like she's gonna gather info as much as possible and then go for the throat but i don't know well now she has a minion so she can technically do more stuff now yeah true it'd be nice if she had a friend but she definitely doesn't (laughs) um i don't know if it would be nice because (laughs) she's kind of a really bad person you don't want to subject anybody to be friends with her nope (laughs) all right anything else for gossip wait doesn't doesn't ghoul tell Kenan to go oh he has to find bush so that's another relationship that i think is odd Kenan and ghoul i thought like okay maybe he's not sleeping with um lale but maybe he's sleeping with ghoul mm-hmm. they're also yeah, the, they're the kiss all was kind of weird yeah yeah they're all flower names i just realized oh yeah good point but I didn't even think about that, but it's only really those two, right? So yeah, but I feel like they're kind of foils, aren't they? In a weird when, way. Um, when Ghoul was like, oh, I'm leaving to go see that guy. I was like, oh my God, she's sleeping with Lale's husband. I don't know why, but that's like the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> I'm just that. imagining affairs all over the place and there haven't been a single one yet. <laughs> Very disappointing. Not too late yet. It's true. Never too late. Kanan did get before their fight invited to over to Lale's house to get really drunk. So 
Who knows? Yeah, that was odd. Okay, now up for our not safe for work moment of the week. What uh, do you guys have? Oh, also, okay, sorry about the yeah, gossip. Yeah. I was really confused about how she found out how this other guy was the rat because he put the he put the sign saying that the coffee machine was broken. Yeah, the post-it note. Yeah. Okay. The, so I yeah. want to talk about this. So um she knows because he uses the phrase, at least what they translated was in due time. And like oh. that was a very weird phrase, mm. apparently. Um, that she needed translated by other people. That whole yeah. scene where she was, was like, that real? Where she's I playing the I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. We can't trust anything she does. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I don't, like I don't it think it was real because it doesn't serve her purposes to seem like she doesn't know the language at a news station where she's yeah. supposed to be journalist. Well, but it's a yeah. news station where, like, if she seems too smart, then she's bush bush, you know? <laughs> it's true. I don't know. Yeah, that was weird. But yes, it was because he used like some sophisticated turn of phrase that she on the post-it that she knew. Because that woman was like, or I don't remember if it was a guy or a woman, like you need to read more. That's what it means. Yeah. <laughs> Very good that line. Was <laughs> that was also, that was a not safe for work moment. It's true. <laughs> I would never say that. I would think that, but I would never say that at work. <laughs> <laughs> My not safe for work moment is when she choked on that nut. I feel like, first of all, we probably wouldn't have nuts just like sitting out on a desk in the US because everybody's allergic apparently. Yeah. Uh, then also the fact that she was choking and literally no one did anything. Like somebody had to nod at that girl for her to like pass her a water bottle. It was really not safe. Not a safe workplace. <laughs> no, literally not safe. Very either. true. Very true. Um, but I feel like no episode has managed to up our first episode in terms of um, not safe for work moments because we had the whole her changing behind the very transparent thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there were so many not safe for work moments. Yeah. Um, I thought, I mean, I agree with Sophia. I think also this episode, the slightly more, one of the slightly more risque moments was uh, um, Kenan and Nada like having midday drinkies um, at lunch and then like wine and then uh, again, him fantasizing about making out with her on the beach, like ew. (laughs) But that was all in his head versus like them actually making out at work which, you know, is yeah. what the changing scene in the first episode was closer to being. Right, right. <laughs> also, those two screaming at each other during the commercial break was pretty not yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was he was so degrading and mean. Oh, like, he was him. awful. Really and then she turned out to be right, and then just nothing. Nothing. They just Yeah, nothing. Them. Yeah, they're all just like, it's like totally normal after that. <laughs> what? Fire his ass, that's what I say. So now we're gonna move on into the history section where the histress Sophia is going to introduce our topic of the week. If you wanna stop hearing me say histress, 
write us on Twitter with suggestions. I love histories. <laughs> Do not send me suggestions. So today we're going to talk about a topic that is both um, kind of political, yet I think there's a very interesting debate around it. And it's we're going to talk about whistleblowers taking into account our friend Bush Bush. And something that really stuck out to me this episode about whistleblowers was when 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 she's like, I think Asla is doing her whole like implanting information into people to see what they do. And she one of the people tells her like, basically, like these people deserve it. Like we need to uncover this information. Also, the actual Bush Bush also says that, I think. Um, but I, th- I think it's really interesting. It's an interesting debate because like, obviously, if there's like wrongdoing, that definitely, I mean, should come out. But there's like other instances like here where, I mean, it seems like they're doing some not so transparent things, but it seems a little gossipy still. So I think that's kind of an interesting line of where like, like, because this is more like revealing internal gossip from the office, but like, if it were getting into illegal things, that would be a different story. So like, mm-hmm. do does office gossip deserve to be like put on that sort of like board for everyone to see on Twitter? I think that's pretty crazy. I don't know what you guys, if you guys have thoughts about that. We, we at my company, we had, they put up this thing. I forget the name of the software that was like, an internal Twitter basically, and it could be anonymous, which was an absolutely terrible idea. Yeah, it's a horrible and idea. And so people were just like posting really angry things all the time and they didn't have enough people to like take down the really angry things people were posting. So yeah, I don't think um, office gossip should be written down. I think it should be enjoyed and then put to bed. Yeah. Uh, totally. Whereas if they were doing something illegal, obviously it should be reported, but yeah, this Twitter account, I think that person probably deserves to get in trouble. Yeah. Well, also if it's like someone's having an affair with someone or you're revealing like confidential information from the company that is not wrongdoing, just like la la salary, for example, mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, I don't know. That seems, <laughs> I mean, there seems to be like ethics versus like legal stuff mm-hmm. sort of scenario. I don't know. Um, so wait sorry go ahead no 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 you go I was just gonna start telling some stories about some famous whistleblowers yeah we know a few that are very well known that of course um are there's a lot of like politics related like government related whistleblowers like for example I mean the two first ones that come to my mind are like Edward Snowden and Chelsea Manning who like, you know, found all of this information regarding things that the government, different government agencies were doing that were wrong. (laughs) I don't even know how to say it. Like that were like a violation of people's rights. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was trying to say, but I couldn't come up with it. (laughs) Um, They, they found kind of these violations of, of people's rights and I mean, they they had to make them public, but at great public at great sacrifice to themselves. I think like what I think what what we talked about briefly before we started the podcast is like how dangerous it is to be a whistleblower in general, just because you know people are trying really hard to protect their secrets or like companies or governments or yeah, 
etc. Uh, in that vein, I found an article of famous corporate whistleblowers, and one of them talking about dangerous to be a whistleblower. Her name was Karen Silkwood. Mm, Meryl Streep. Yeah. Mer Meryl Streep played her in a movie. <laughs> yeah, I have not seen the movie. <laughs> I did not, movie. This story was new to me. Um, but basically, she was working at an Oklahoma nuclear plant owned by Kerr McGee and discovered that she had been contaminated with plutonium. And she testified before the Atomic Energy Commission in 1974, as she prepared to go public with more evidence for her claims, she died the night she was supposed to meet with a New York Times reporter. She was found dead under mysterious circumstances in her car, mm -hmm. which to me means she was definitely murdered by them. Mm -hmm. Cher, Cher is in that movie too. I just like it's great, great movie. Clearly, yes. what's it called? Silkwood. Oh, okay. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. It might have. I, I don't know if it was her. It might have been her first Oscar nomination. She was very young. She's a little baby in that movie. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a few other stories. Like for example, all of these informants of different wrongdoings. Like for example, the Watergate scandal. There was an FBI informant who kind of this is going to sound really cliche but i guess blew the case wide open and <laughs> for everyone to to start um you know figuring out what the government had done and these really sketchy things started coming out that's crazy um but then there's also other kinds of whistleblowers that i think are interesting in in this list that you shared sammy like for example this woman, Susan Fowler, who like whistle blew about the culture working at Uber mm -hmm. and yeah. how there was like sexual harassment was like endemic to the company, which was really, that was a crazy story. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's incredible how like everybody knows something, but until somebody says something, it never comes out. Well, it's kind of like who's willing to take that risk because like right. now this woman probably has a really hard time getting hired by any company because um, companies are like that. Well, and um, with similar with similarly with Uber, not just the sexual harassment, but recently um, a different whistleblower, like an XVP or something, released a whole bunch of um, evidence, like emails and stuff showing how uh, it was it was really bad. It looked made the governments involved look really bad too, showing how Uber was like basically forcing um, or or trying to uh, convince like national governments to support them over taxi drivers and like taking you know off the book meetings with Emmanuel Macron and like Boris Johnson. Actually, I think Boris Johnson tried to like keep everything above board, surprisingly, but like Macron was totally <laughs> Macron was like, oh yeah. Yeah, great company let's meet yeah sure uh without like any record of it except for their sketchy emails that are now being released so they were uh doing business in a very horrible way like in general and then they were also abusive toward their employees <laughs> so great company we love uber <laughs> um yeah another one is uh theranos Obviously, everybody knows about Theranos, but apparently the first person to go public was Tyler Schultz, was the first yeah. whistleblower. Um, I think the Theranos case is particularly interesting because I feel like it's very, um, 
it demonstrates startup culture. And yeah. I don't think that, I think most like Silicon Valley startups are very similar to Theranos. They just didn't get caught in such a huge yeah. particular lie in a public way. But I feel like everybody that I know that works at a startup, like this seems like, I mean, not with people's health, but seems like something that would there's happen. Quite, there's quite a lot of fake it till you make it, yes. um, which is not acceptable. Like you said, when it's people's health that's directly impacted right. by your product or service. And also with Tyler Schultz, the interesting thing is that he is, I think he's the grandson of, um, I forget what his first name is, Henry Schultz maybe, but a, a former US Secretary of State. So like, hmm. would he have whistleblown without like basically having like this very- yeah like he he was a dude he was like an he was basically like intern level he was like pretty low level fresh out of college or whatever I think he was also at Stanford um but yeah so like would he have felt as comfortable whistleblowing um Grant his grandfather also ended up being an investor so like it's, he could have he could have buried like his grandfather could have been like shut the fuck up but <laughs> they all ended up doing the right thing yeah yeah interesting yeah, I don't know if we've had enough of our horrible whistleblower stories or if we'd like to have a couple more. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you have any more good ones? I'm I'm out. I have more, but they're on my phone. <laughs> I just, I feel like we still have a ton because I read that Benjamin Franklin is considered a whistleblower because he handed over some like confidential um, information regarding you like something the uk was gonna do in in the, in the americas or something oh interesting um and then there's i don't know if you guys watched that movie the informant with matt damon I'm, i've heard of it but i haven't seen it yeah I haven't based seen on it. a on a real person who worked with the fbi to like expose price fixing in the company that he worked in Okay. But he apparently got in legal trouble himself for doing that. <laughs> we know that being a whistleblower is quite a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, not quite a bad thing, but it makes you really, really vulnerable. Yeah. Things. Um, and then, of course, there's Linda Tripp. She was the like whistleblower for the whole Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky, mm-hmm. and others scandal which we know that in today's light looks very bad. Just, Um, yeah. But I mean, it's kind of crazy that, you know, it must be very scary to kind of raise your hand regarding a president who's your boss and is kind of like a sketchy dude. Yeah, incredibly. So... I think, I, I mean, honestly, it's a very vulnerable and scary position. I think you have to be really brave to yeah. get into that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, I also, you could consider like every woman who's come out with a Me Too or every person who's come out with a Me Too accusation to be a whistleblower of some kind. Yeah. Which is a lot of people. <laughs> That's a lot of people too. Very true. I was listening to the um, Deshaun Watson story today on the daily oh man it's insane which one is that one the daily so a quarterback and he basically sexually harassed and semi some people assaulted 60 different massage therapists 
in Houston over the course of five years. And then he got a $230 million contract to move teams. God. Honestly, I think professional sports have too many issues to count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the NFL being the worst of them, I think. Yeah. All right. Bad. Anybody else? <laughs> Aaron Brockovich. We didn't talk about Aaron Brockovich. Oh, we didn't talk about Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> <laughs> Do any of you who have watched the movie want to talk about it? Because I haven't watched the movie, so all I know is from the internet yeah I've, it's been like probably 15 years since i've seen the movie so <laughs> not super vivid i i i i don't really see, i mean i know she's called a whistle whistleblower but she doesn't have the same like direct risk that like an employee of yeah. pacific gas electric would have had like granted i'm sure they were still like harassing her to stop building a case but um not quite the same as being like basically an internal spy for justice <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Agree. All right. So now we're going to move on into our favorite and final section, which is WTF. Sultan's success and Fatima's hit list. What WTFs do you guys have this week? Um, definitely the dance party. <laughs> <laughs> you don't turn a disco ball on and dance in your t-shirt in the God. window where people walking by can see you. I constantly wonder how we don't see her butt on the show. Just editing. It just has to be editing. Her butt must be showing all the time. Yeah, those little skirts. <laughs> Um, yeah, she, yeah, she wears a lot of clothing that could be really revealing of her butt. That on the one hand, then Kenan's fantasy was also quite mm-hmm. worrisome. Was the it a husband, fantasy or a memory? I'm not sure. Cause she had curly hair. That's the only thing that. Yeah, they, I think it might've might been a memory. Although I really thought that they were the relation, their true relationship was more like when they were like kids but mm. maybe not, maybe more recent. I mean, to be fair, all of us thought that they were still fucking in the yeah. last episode we did, so. Yeah. Um, what else? I think those were mine. Kenan absolutely losing his mind during the news broadcast with my yeah. eternal WTF. Like, how eternal. dare you? <laughs> like, he was just so aggressively mean, and it was such like a... Like, I mean, it's not out of character because you can tell that he is just like, all he is is ambitious and like career driven and he just wants and wants and wants. So hashtag men. Um, so it wasn't like that. It wasn't like surprising in the context of him, but it was just so rude <laughs> and unethical. And also what a stupid story. It's not like the president was assassinated. Like it's yeah, a exactly. stupid actor getting, I mean, sorry, but like an actor getting blown yeah. up on a yacht. Come on. This yeah, is not exactly. Movie. But that's like also, I don't know how their ratings stuff is, but I feel like he's just very, very scared that they're going to get, what's the word? Like backs back, like 
that they're going to be forgotten and nobody's going to give a shit about them because they're broadcast news, which is completely true. Because like, who in the world watches broadcast news today under the age of like twenty five? Yeah, under the age of forty. Yeah, true. I mean, my mom loves broadcast news, but anytime I have to watch it, I get so annoyed. Yeah, my parents all watch PBS NewsHour every night and it's so bad. Well, it's not bad, but I don't enjoy it. Let's yeah, say. I was going to say, I feel like it's like the best quality journalism. It's probably quite good. Get, but, but yeah. Let's see. Oh, okay. I have uh, what the fuck to how much time Asla spends in the kitchenette at work. In- insane. Yeah. How like no he literally notice? doesn't have a job as far as yeah. I know. Uh, much like Hakan when he was hired on as a security guard. <laughs> um, what the fuck? Good times. You... Huh? Good times. Yeah. He he spent so much time helping out, securing, wiring. He looked his... good in a suit, at least. He did. He looked great in a suit. And drinking espresso. What the fuck to three-minute commercial breaks? That's a long time. That is a very long, but not again, not surprising in Turkey because your two hour uh, long TV episode mm. turns into four hours of watching the TV because it's literally just as many commercials as content and even the nightly news broadcasts. I mean, granted hers is like not strictly the nightly news. It's more like a, an additional Talk commentary show. type program. Yeah. Um, but still, those those also have like forty minute commercial breaks. Um, <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating the forty minute thing. Like, oh it, my god! You, like you can get up and like get a lot of shit done during the commercial break. Like, get, clean the kitchen, do <laughs> go do laundry, <laughs> fold the laundry. Oh, show starting. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> so this is not this three minutes is actually like pretty short. <laughs> okay, I withdraw my what the fuck. Her and Kanan's argument could have lasted for 39 more minutes. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's WTF for like, why is this acceptable to anybody in, in the Turkish viewing market? But yeah, here we are. Yeah. Um, and then finally, just Asla's work attire. We've talked about it, but like her boobs yeah. were out this episode and her skirt was really short and like, you know, dress how you want to dress, but like she's up to something, man. But it was also a very illogical outfit because she was wearing kind of, of a dress and like a pullover sweater. That didn't yeah, work. It just looks bad. So weird. Yeah. So weird. I don't understand it at all. Like she's shoplifting from nice places. She shouldn't be wearing a sweater vest every day. <laughs> uh, okay, who is your Sultan of Success? Uh, let's do Nade just because like she stuck to her guns. She remained yes. ethical. Yes. Ethical journalism. Yes. In rare, in short supply in this day and age for the show's (laughs) analysis. So, but also Mulgay, because she got this dude on the phone. Oh, Drew. Yeah, one of her slutty friends probably knew him. Isn't that what Kanan said? Yeah, that was so rude. I hate him. Okay, Fatima's hit list. I'm going to guess Kanan. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He, he's definitely more uh, doable for Fatma than Asla is. I, I would I, I would worry about Fatma, like I said before, with Asla. Like, as soon as she lays eyes on someone, I feel like that's it. They're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <It's over. laughs> um, yeah, Kanan's apartment, which we got like a brief glimpse of, was like super weird and filled with a lot of breakable shit. 
Yes. And, uh, I feel like Fatma could take him down pretty easily. A lot of hiding places. Please. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Congratulations to our Sultan of Success, Lale the Lion. <laughs> Watch out to Kanan. Fatma is coming for you. She's hiding behind that weird bookshelf in your apartment. And uh, next time we'll be talking about season one, episode four, where we find out what Asla's assisting skills are like. <laughs> Thank you all again for listening and we will talk to you guys next time.